Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 11 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnella podiatrist and health business mentor. The title of today's uh, podcast is How to Get New Patients on Tap 24-7. Now, this might sound like it's too good to be true, but it is possible. I've done it in my own clinic where we have an automated system working where we can uh, almost, to a degree, turn it up and turn it down as we need to to get a steady stream of new leads that we convert into patients. Now, at the moment, as I record this, we are on lockdown here in Ireland for another two or three weeks. And I would, um, I at the moment have this on pause because there's not a lot of point in me looking for leads to get patients into my door when I can't actually see anyone. Saying that, about five, seven days before we reopen, I will be turning all this back on and we will be generating new leads so that when we do open our door, we'll have a full book. But I'm just going to talk about how I've done that. So if you've read my book, The Podiatry Business Success Secrets, which you can um, get from my website for free, just pay postage, um, you'll know my story, which was I had a business that I um, opened. I always wanted to be my own boss. And I just assumed that good quality clinical skills would be enough to develop a, a successful and a profitable clinic. Now, I had a busy clinic, but it wasn't profitable. And I really struggled and almost lost everything at one point. And one, when I had the clinic turned around and it improved things, I, having developed the systems internally and internal marketing and so forth, made the, the, the best of what I had, ha, to a degree having stopped all the leaks in uh, my leaky bucket, I then turned my attention to external marketing. And I wanted to be able to, uh, to it to work even if I was there or even if the doors of the clinic were closed, say over the weekend or Christmas holidays and so forth. So over time, I studied marketing and um, the nuts and bolts of how to do this and implemented a system inside of my clinic that now runs 24-7, which can be turned up and turned down. So I was just going to share with you how that works. So there's a number of steps. So the first step is I worked out who my ideal customer was. Now, I don't mean who I really wanted to work with. What I mean is who was the kind of customer that would come in that was profitable to the clinic, that would do what I wanted them to do, that would be compliant and could afford to pay their bill. I didn't really want to get the kind of patient who would come in maybe only once or twice, would not comply and was going to be hard work to to get better. I wanted the kind of patient that would be profitable to the clinic. And I decided I was going to go after them. I worked out what message would work with them. What would they relate to? um, What message would they relate or resonate with them? So what doesn't resonate with them is um, that I'm a qualified podiatrist with this registration, this qualification and so forth that have been on these courses. What resonates with people is themselves and their own story it's just part of human nature that we are intrinsically selfish and we want to know what's in it for us 
So that's a huge part of the marketing. And I had to work out what message would resonate with my ideal patient to encourage them to continue through my marketing funnel. The mistake that I find a lot of clinic owners and a lot of my clients make is that they simply go for advertising as a foot clinic or as a podiatry clinic rather than, and and how great they are as a clinic and how much they care, we care more, rather than talking about what's in it for the patient. Because at the end of the day, that's all the patient is interested in. And why wouldn't they be? Then I figured out where my ideal patient would be and how I could connect with them in a automated fashion or as as automated as I could make it. I didn't want to, to have to have a system that continually took effort from me to get new leads and new patients in the door. So I focused heavily on uh, online systems like Google Ads, Facebook Ads, but I also used offline, such as newspaper ads and direct mail. So direct mail would be snail mail. But once I had these systems developed, I trained my uh, admin team, my marketing team on how to run them, and they were able to do so uh, without my input or minimal input from me. I then decided um, that what I was going to do was provide my ideal patient or my lead with information up front at no charge in return for um, their contact details so I could follow up with them. So this is information or direct response marketing, which I detail in my book. Essentially, what I was doing is I was going to give them useful information at no charge that was going to pique their interest with regards to the condition that they had. So, for example, if they had heel pain, I would give them... um, some information on heel pain, how to resolve it and so forth at no charge, which most clinics or most of my competitors were not doing. Most of my competitors, what they were doing is they'd give you no information until such time or minimal or poor quality information until such time as you booked an appointment that you were going to pay for. We turned that on our head and we gave patients details and information before we asked for any money. This included free appointments, uh, lead magnets on our website, and so forth. I then drove, in the majority of cases, these leads to my website. And the website, essentially, if you think of my marketing plan as a web, the website is the center of it, or or, or all of the uh, marketing are spokes on that web, and they all come back to my website where I'm trying to get my patients into my email list and their contact details so that we can then follow up with them. So everything was driven towards the website or all in almost all cases. There was the exception, occasional exception. Every page of the website had been rebuilt from scratch and is continually rebuilt. The, every page is about my ideal patient and their concerns. It's not about me or what I would want. This is a mistake that a lot of people make, and I'll go through this in a podcast in the next week or two, how you design a proper website. Um, I have pretty much all of my clients that haven't done so beforehand redesigning their website while they're on lockdown. This is the perfect opportunity to do so. We want to turn their website into one like I have, which is one that generates leads 24-7 even if they're closed. If the page on the website isn't making you 
uh, money isn't getting you generating you new leads, then what point is what's the point of it? It's no good having a fancy looking website if it's not generating you um, uh, new turnover and new profit. So every page was about um, my lead and their concerns. Even my about page, which you can see uh, if you go to my website, AchillesClinic.ie, isn't about me. There's a tiny section about me, but really what it's about, it's about them. The whole page is about their concerns and what they are interested in. Also, every part of the website was designed to get the lead to take some sort of action. So there's research out there showing that only between 3 and 7% of people with a certain issue are ready to take action on that issue. And what's happening is in most podiatry clinics is they're chasing that 3 to 7%. Whereas what I decided to do was I was going to chase the 90% plus of patients who had an issue but weren't ready to make an appointment yet. I was going to start the relationship with them by giving them information up front. So we were going to give them a, um, a few choices depending on, on how ready they were. So the uh, options were they could book an appointment now or they could click to call us now. So that would be if the patient was warm and very ready to make a decision. If they weren't quite so ready, they could fill in a form where they could request more information or um, request information on pricing or availability. So these are people who are almost ready, but not quite so. They're more lukewarm. And finally, and probably the bigger part of it, is we were offering lead magnets of various sorts on our website, on every page. So when I say a lead magnet, this would be, for example, a video series on how to resolve your heel pain or a free report or ebook on uh, things you should know before deciding to spend some money on orthotics. And these were for people who were not ready to, to contact us or not ready to make an appointment but wanted further information. So we put a lot of effort into making good quality lead maggots to initiate that, that conversation and that relationship. Then the next step, and probably the most important, is we would follow up. So we would follow up by email, and our emails consisted of an automated email sequence up to 90 days in some cases, and also our broadcast email, which we would send out every week or so, which again had more information and was not simply saying to the patient, book now, call now, because most of these people are just simply not ready for it. We did direct mail follow-up where we'd send them out snail mail when appropriate, and one of the most important was we did uh, follow-up by phone. All of these, like I said, were giving more information so that the patient was continually seeing that this clinic was different. This clinic was helping me even though they weren't asking for me to, asking me to put my hand in my pocket. I made sure that I trained my admin team on how to follow up and how to uh, bring the discussion along so that the patient was ready to, uh, to move on to the next step of that relationship. And it all depended on the level of readiness. So some patients just needed a slight uh, bit more information or a slight nudge to get them to book that appointment. Some weren't ready, needed more information sent out to them, either by direct mail or automated through the email sequence. Whichever way it was, I made sure that the admin team were well trained to convert that lead that we had spent all of that effort getting in. Too often you'll find that a 
podiatry clinic owner will set up a marketing campaign and the patient will contact the clinic and the front desk isn't trained on how to convert that patient. And what happens is all of that effort is wasted by the front desk team. And it's not their fault. It's the podiatry clinic's owner's fault because they haven't put the effort in to training them on what the whole concept of the marketing is and why it's so important that they convert them into that initial appointment. We also made sure that we trained our clinicians on how to get that patient to convert from that first initial appointment into a plan of care. Now, some of those appointments will be free consults, again, giving free, more information upfront for free, depending on the level of readiness of the patient. And we train them on the psychological triggers to influence that patient to come up with the right decision for them. Now, when you learn these psychological triggers, because ultimately when someone goes through the buying process and unfortunately when they're making a decision on their health, certainly in private care, it is a buying that a buying process that they're going through. Whether we like it or not, we have to sell to them. A lot of us were pretty poor at selling and we don't really look on it as selling, but ultimately that's what it is. You're advising them on what's appropriate. And if you're, you don't advise them properly, you don't get very good at convincing them or influencing them on why they should do this. They're not going to get the right care. They may go through the wrong clinic. They may not get any treatment. And ultimately, it's your responsibility to do so. You need to make sure, obviously, that when you learn these techniques that you don't use them to manipulate patients. Now, the difference between influence and manipulation is entirely intent. And that's down to you, really, your own personal conscience and whether it is you're looking to simply take advantage of people or not. Now, in my clinic, what we've done is we have gotten to the point where not only is the marketing um, before a lead becomes a patient automated, but we also have the training now for our front desk and for our, our new clinicians automated also. Then after we've got a patient in, or even if they decide not to go ahead, we have an automated follow-up sequence afterwards. So what this has led to is a situation where just in February, my marketing manager um, rang me at home on a Monday because I was late in that day to say that she'd come to work at nine o'clock and the phone hadn't stopped ringing for the first 20 minutes and she hadn't had an opportunity to look at the 57 emails that had come in over the weekend from new leads. All while we were closed for the previous uh, two and a half days since six o'clock on Friday. So the system was automated, it was running even though we, none of us were in work and then when she came in on Monday she had a significant number of leads that she could then follow up and using her training convert to come in for, for appointments which the team were then, clinical team were then trained on how to convert into a plan of care that was appropriate for them. This resulted in 2019 to a 57% increase in the turnover of my foot clinic. And up until we closed our doors on March 20th due to the lockdown, we had a further 33% increase in turnover in the foot clinic. Now, I'm not telling you these figures to show off. Frankly, I don't really care what you think. I'm showing it to tell you that you can develop a system inside in your clinic that brings good quality patients, a kind of patients that you want to work with, not the kind of patient that drives you mad, that won't do what you tell you, won't pay their bills, is late for their appointments, good quality type of patients, A-type patients. You can develop an automated system that brings them to your door 24-7, 365 days a year. 
allowing you the ability to scale up your clinic and take more time for yourself and your family. So if you're listening to this and you're sitting at home during the lockdown, then take hope. You can get out of this position. Look at it from my perspective. I was in a position a number of years ago where we were about to go bankrupt and lose everything. And by simply getting some good quality help, applying good quality business skills and a automated marketing system which was followed up on thoroughly, I rebuilt my business and am now helping other clinics to do the same thing. So my advice to you is while you're off at the moment is invest your time, invest your money in some good quality help and learning some marketing and some business skills. So until next week, this is Lorcan Donnelly signing off and keep well.